When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Glass is beautiful. That's what everyone thinks. Otis Eyewear's range features stunning mineral glass sunnies that transcend the boundaries between style, durability and sustainability. The world looks better through Otis Eyewear. Visit otiseyewear.com. Warnie, great to catch up with you, mate. And as usual, you are the busiest man in the world. It's always amazed me, mate. You're in London. You're on your way to play golf with a couple of high-profile people. Thanks for joining me, buddy. Uh, just crazy times as usual. Yeah, g'day, Gilly. It's, um, yeah, look, it's, 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 it's always busy. Isn't it? Everyone's busy. Everyone's got someone to see and all that. But... Um, Look, the good news is I was meant to be leaving out of London last week, but now that New South Wales have scrapped their 14-day quarantine, I've uh, stayed here an extra couple of weeks and arriving early November into Australia for the Ashes series, which is I'm pretty excited about. And um, I'm looking forward to getting home. So I've been away too long. Yeah, yeah, and it'll be great to have you back as part of Fox uh, Cricket's coverage for the Ashes. And uh, look, I, I'm going to throw the name out there. I know who you're catching up with today and playing golf with, none other than <laughs> Sachin Tendulkar. So I've done that there for you. Hey, um, that is good news about the, the you know, quarantine um, situation being you know, relaxed and broken down. I know that's been a big ticket item for you. You put the tweet out the other day, mate, about wanting to make Melbourne great again. You'd like to see Victoria open up and you're looking for like-minded people. There's a bit of Trump about it, but what's the, the feedback been like? What are your plans for Melbourne, mate? Yeah, look, I, it's been very interesting experiencing how the UK over here have um, handled COVID. Um, you know, they're getting up to 30-odd thousand. They've got up to 50-odd thousand cases a day over here. Uh, obviously, the population's a lot larger than Australia. I think it's three times the population. But they've just learned to live with it. You know, they've learned to get on with it. They think it's inhumane to keep locking people up. They think it's um, not right for small businesses, mental health, suicide rates are all going up. So they said, no more lockdowns. Can we please get the country to get double vaccinated? And everyone has done that. And, you know, everyone's been able to go to sporting events, been able to travel. So I think it's been a real eye-opener watching the way that Boris Johnson over here, the Prime Minister of England, has handled COVID. And from afar, I've been watching in Australia, and I really felt for my Victorian friends. I mean, the most city of hard lockdown in the world with a population of five or six million people. So I really felt for that. I felt for everyone in Australia. I mean, it's been such a tough time for everyone over the last couple of years um, and how it's affected everyone. But I just felt for my, you know, my fellow countrymen, my fellow Victorians, after how hard they've done it, my children and everyone just sitting at home, not being able to do anything, uh, it's been really tough. So I just thought... Look, it was a bit of a bit of tongue in cheek about the Trump. Let's make Melbourne great again. I I love the slogan when he went for you know whatever we think of him as president and all that stuff is irrelevant. I just like the slogan. Let's make America great again. So I thought, well, let's make Melbourne great again. It's been voted the most livable city. I think ten out of the last twelve years. I think everyone in Australia knows 
how much they enjoy Melbourne when they go there. It's just a great place. It's the sporting capital of the world. Um, we're so lucky in Australia that every state has wonderful venues. I saw the AFL Grand Final in Perth, which was just magnificent. They did a great job over there in Perth. But I think the players, if you said to them, can we play a grand final at the MCG? It's where everyone really wants to play. You ask a cricketer, you know, Boxing Day at the MCG. It's just such an important place. So I've had some amazing feedback from a lot of um, influential people, a lot of the punters out there that just said, whatever you want to do. And I'm, I'm open for suggestions, whether we put on a cricket game at the MCG, we combined with a, a rock concert or something just to put some smiles on some people's faces in Australia, especially in Victoria. Yeah, well, I reckon if there's anyone who can pull it off and bring it all together, it's you, mate, for having been um, the, the king of Moomba <laughs> before and everything else, other, other title under the sun. Hey, mate, I sort of <laughs> joked about how busy you are. It has always amazed me, having played alongside you for so long and working alongside you now, just how much you've always had going on. And, and now even post-cricket career, you've got poker, you're a broadcaster, you're a businessman with a whole lot of areas of interest where you've got the fragrance, the gin, a coaching business. Yep. Um, <laughs> advice, mate, for people, particularly in, in these times that you've just mentioned about uh, through COVID, advice on working under stress, in stressful periods of time or where you feel like you're under siege. Because I, you know, and then all the other tabloidy issues that were always in and around you and that Hollywood lifestyle. But when you got to game time, you just flicked the switch, mate. What, what was it? Did you have that always in you or did you have to work hard at that? Uh, look, it's a good question and probably a bit longer answer than a couple of minutes on a radio on your radio show, <laughs> which is very good actually. I've been listening. Well done to you guys. Um, look, I think I think it's important that uh, you've got to just always be true to yourself, and the only way you can do that is know yourself and know what makes you tick. And I've always been a driven person. I'm very polite. I'm well mannered. I'm punctual, but I'm also driven. You know, I'm not satisfied with. Um, you know, I'll always try to be better, whether it's a better person, a better father, better in business, and I'm always hungry to learn. Uh, I don't pretend to know everything about everything. I, you know, I, I need to learn stuff. And over my journey, I've learned a lot. So I think the other thing, the main thing is, no matter what happened five minutes ago, let alone what happened yesterday, 20 years ago, you cannot change it. So you can't regret some of the things, the good stuff, the bad stuff, whatever it might have been in your past, even what happened yesterday. So it's all about, and I always believe you're only as good as the next day. You're only as good as your next match in cricket. Not as good as your last game. You're only as good as your next game. You're only as good as your next decision. Um, so all those things, always, I've always been one of those guys to look forward rather than, geez, I stuffed that up or I could have done that better. So I've always tried to be a positive person, always look forward rather than in the past. Yeah, your positivity was always infectious. And I guess with all that um, uh, stress and pressure at high level, high profile stuff comes um, issues we're seeing more and more now with mental health. And there's a, a lot more spoken yeah. about it and players taking a rest. Did you ever feel on reflection there was a time where you would have, if, if, if we were playing in these times, you would have needed a break for mental health or, or should have? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, think I understand about the mental health issues. Um, and they're super important. And sometimes I think when we look back over the past, there are probably times when we didn't realise we needed a break or we were under stress. But I, I, I just don't believe when you're playing top-level sport, you can pick and choose. I, th I, I, I think it has to be your number one priority, um, that whatever sport you play, um, you know, there's obviously your family, your children and everything else. 
But to me, my cricket was always number one. Now, hate me for it, whatever you want to do, but my family was always second because I was a cricketer and they understood that. And unfortunately, the sacrifices you need to make to be the best that you can possibly be, it does require sacrifice and occasionally you have to be selfish. So when I look back over my career, I missed two births of my children. You know, I caught a plane with you, Gilly, in between test matches <laughs> for one day to get home. So yeah. I, I just think, you know, then your cricket finish, it doesn't mean you don't love your family and they're not everything to you and you would drop everything for them. But I was always in the moment. I was always cricket is it. This is it. The rest, everything else can wait. I want to be the best I can for my country. I want to do the best I can for Australia. And that's how I lived. Rightly or wrongly, that was the way I was because I wanted to be be part of a team that was the best in the world. I wanted to be part of the team that, you know, destroyed everyone. And we did. We were lucky enough. We played with some great players. We had a great time and we were the best side in the world for a long period of time. We beat everyone home and away and we had a lot of fun doing it. So, look, I don't regret any of it, mate. I, uh, I had a great time. I, was, I think we were very, very lucky to play with the players we played with. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Um, when I retired, you know, suddenly nothing, all my decisions were made about my children. My children were first, not work. And that's just the way I was. Yeah, in, indeed, that the commitment was there. And I think that, that flight back, I think you might have even used your points generously to upgrade me up into um, business or first class. <laughs> I'll ah. never forget that one, mate. It was a good yeah, you flight. You owe me, you owe me. I do owe you. you I owe do me. owe you. But it was a comfortable trip. And we were, uh, <laughs> I think um, the stogies and champagne to celebrate the birth of your child were good too. <laughs> hey, mate, this, been, I don't want you to buy into who was right, who's wrong or what's happened. But the, the situation between the current players and, and JL as coach, you know, aired publicly through the press it came out mate you and and john buchanan never had a, a strong relationship but you were very open and honest about that weren't you why, why was that never yep. an issue why why didn't it ever come to a head like the ugly situation that has put a lot of pressure on a lot of people in the last six months yeah i think that i was really disappointed with um how that was all handled i think that sort of stuff should have been kept in-house i don't you know if the players had an issue with the coach then speak to the coach about it. You know, don't go via other avenues. Um, so I was a bit disappointed with that. I mean, Lang's pretty intense. We all know that. But he's got the best intentions and we all like Lang. And I think Lang's been doing a pretty good job. I mean, Australia haven't actually played that well the last few years. Tim Payne as captain um, has lost a couple of series with India um, in Australia, which is unheard of at the Gabba, telling India, wait until we get the Gabba. Well, India C team... They beat us. So it would have been a tough time for the Australian cricketers at the moment because they haven't been playing very well. But I still think that um, to have uh, the public, uh, I suppose, bashing of Justin Langer just was not fair in any way, shape or form. So I was really disappointed with that. Um, Myself and John Buchanan, I just didn't like him using the press to try and have a go at me. Just come and speak to me. You know, you don't have to like someone. It's more important to be respected than liked. You don't like someone, that's fine. But you've got to respect the position and respect each other. And, you know, there's a lot of people don't get along in whatever walk of life. But you still have to respect their position and what they do. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. The way you've described that's almost a flip side of, of, of what happened in the last six months between the players and and JL, um, mate, just I don't want to hold you up too much long because I know there's a tea time with uh, the best batsman you've probably ever bowled yeah. to. But uh, 
Davey Warner under siege. Are you, are you playing him on Saturday night against South Africa? Are you concerned by the form or does he get a, get a run? Oh, no, I'm concerned, but he gets a run for me. I just think he's a class act. Um, you know, class is permanent. Form is temporary. I'll always back um, the players that have performed at the big stage at any given time uh, and have done it repeatedly. It's not as though it's a one-off thing with Davey Warner. Yes, he's not playing great. Yes, he's out of form. The class is permanent. Ride him off at your own peril for me. Davey Warner plays the first game. And don't be surprised if he's player of the tournament because he's the type of guy we've seen, if he gets on a roll and gets some runs early, look out. And Australia need him. The simple fact is Australia need uh, David Warner in form and playing well. Uh, so for me, he plays. Yeah, and, and Pat Cummins, just the one game since about April, I think, or even earlier, he's um, only uh, had that one warm-up game. Um, he's, he, he walks in no matter what, not underdone? No, get him in. I mean, Pat Cummins, uh, I just think he's a terrific cricketer. You know, we, we love Pat Cummins. He's just such a good player. Uh, so for me, he, uh, he's in as well. The only one I would probably leave out, which is probably a big call, is Steve Smith. To me, with his T20 form, I think we've got so many wonderful players. I think it's just got to work out the makeup of your team and how you want to play and what's the style of play that you want to play for Australia. You know, how does um, Australia want to play their T20 cricket? And I think when you've got guys like Stoinis, Mitch Marsh, uh, Maxwell, these guys, they're just so destructive. I think they all have to play. So I'm not sure there's room for Steve Smith. Steve Smith's the best test batsman in the world. But I'm just not sure he fits into the T20 unless they want that guy that can knock it around and sort of score to run a ball. Um, if they want that guy in the team, then sure, pick Steve Smith. And that means you lose a bit of power with either Stoinis, Marsh, uh, one of those guys. But I'd be having Stoinis, Marsh and Maxwell in my T20 side. And for me, I actually would have Josh Inglis as my keeper too. I saw him firsthand yeah. at the London Spirit this year. And I tell you what, this guy is absolutely fantastic. I know we're lucky in Australia. You'll see them all, Gil. I mean, you, everyone wanted to be Adam Gilchrist and everyone wanted Adam Gilchrist in their side, especially in white ball cricket. So to me, when we've got Pearson in Queensland, we've got uh, Carey doing so well. But Josh Inglis, to me, is the one from WA. You know, you guys have seen him, but I saw him firsthand at London Spirit. I think this guy's going to be an absolute superstar. I'd be getting him in. Yeah, I think we're well well stocked in that keeper batsman position. Just back to Cummins, can he captain Test cricket from a bowling as a bowler? Yep, absolutely. I have no problem with Pat Cummins because he's earned the respect of his teammates. Um, there's, I don't think there's any issue with a bowler being captain. The only thing that's hard as a bowler as captain is you just sometimes don't want to over bowl yourself. Sometimes you under bowl yourself, and until you sort of experience that, it takes a little bit of time. Uh, to work out the right things. But you sort of know when Pat Cummins bowls. He opens the bowling, and then if we need a wicket, you throw in the ball. So it ain't that hard. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can make it difficult sometimes, can't we? Just uh, last one, mate, uh, before you head. Cast your mind forward. You, I know you've always got wonderful philosophical views on different things, and, and, uh, and you're pretty keen to always throw an opinion around. Cricket in 10 years' time. How's the landscape look? Do you see T20 continuing to just override... Test cricket or is test cricket, is it going to always survive? Um, oh, look, I think what we have to work out is that do we want um, 
are we forcing test cricket down everyone's throat when they don't want it? Do they want more T20 and one-day cricket? Look, it's a very interesting um, situation. To me, I look at it like this, Gilly. If we drive through and have Maccas every day and we get cheeseburgers and fast food, after a while, you get a bit sick of it. You want the three-course meal. You want it to take a long time. You want to have some chats over the dinner table and a glass of wine. You want to chill and just relax and enjoy the what could happen. And I think it's like T20 and, and test cricket. If you have too much test cricket, you, you sort of crave that one-day white ball cricket, T20, the 100, 50 over. But if you have too much of that, you crave test cricket. You crave that three-course meal. You, you crave it. So I think it's about a balance. But I think if we look at all the other countries, I think Australia, England uh, will always be okay because we've got the ashes. Um, other countries, I am so thankful to Virat Kohli to say that Test cricket's the most important format of the game um, because I reckon, you know, without the biggest, you know, he's the biggest superstar on the planet in our sport. Um, and if he said that, you know, Test cricket didn't matter, then it's in real trouble. Um, but he wants Test cricket to be uh, the number one form of the game. So let's hope it is for a long, long time because we all love it and it's a great form of the game. It certainly is. It was a, it was a one to play, mate. Hey, fantastic to chat. I know you're um, you're also on a bit of a uh, a PR trail for your fine fragrance, the second edition, what SW23 Sport Edition. What's changed in the uh, in the mixture, mate? What are, what are the ingredients that have made it sporty? Well, it's um, look. The first one was very very popular. It was um, and everyone loved it. But uh, the second one's come out. It's more of a daytime fragrance, but. You know, you could wear it anywhere, Gilly. It's as simple as that. It works. It's, uh, it smells great. And you can get it at Chemist Warehouse. That's exactly right. They're big supporters of our show and our station, Chemist Warehouse. And I noticed too quickly, uh, batting for Afghanistan, um, your good mate Ian Chappell has um, got a, a fundraising effort there to help displaced Afghans in all the trauma and drama that they're going through. And I noticed a, an auction item, Warney, a Zoom call with yourself, Mike Gadding, and Ian Healing talking about the ball of the century. What, what a prize. I reckon that'll be highly sought after, mate. So well done on supporting that. Was that a car door? Is Sachin Tendulkar in the car with you? Um, it's a live radio with Gilly, Sachin, yes. Sachin just jumped in the car, mate. It's Good morning, He's Sachin. He's standing out in the rain. <laughs> I'm very well, mate. Uh, I've got one question for you. Who's winning the T20 World Cup if you can't say India? Do I? Oh, I was going to ask you, do I actually need to answer this? <laughs> no, you well, can't say India. Indian final? Well. Apart than India, uh, I'm not sure. I think it's going to be between uh, England, yeah. Australia and New Zealand. Mm, interesting. Yep. Very good. Yeah. I, I, I'm a bit like Thatcher. I think I think it's going to be an India-England final. I think India the team to beat. I think England are a fantastic, well-balanced side as well. But um, let's hope our Aussies can lift and actually start to play all right. Yeah, let's hope so. Well, and guys, I can't wait to hear the result of today's, uh, what, just match play or a shootout, straight shootout. I'd hate to know what the <laughs> wager is on it, but have fun. And um, great chatting to you, Sachin and Warney. Thanks so much for joining us on, uh, on Gillian Goss on the Friday Focus, mate. No worries, pal. Thank you. I mean, Sachin smashed me all over the park every single time we played, so maybe I might have to get one back on the golf course today. I might steal his ball and throw it in the bush. <laughs> Good on you guys. See you later. All right, see you, mate. Bye. See you, see you. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to In Focus with Adam Gilchrist, brought to you by Otis Eyewear. The world looks better through Otis Eyewear. See the range at otiseyewear.com. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.